yeah, no, you're not a real boxer until you either punch slabs of meat in a freezer or <laughs> box in an alley. Yeah. Gotcha. That's true. Come on, I know I can skip the line if I just yell, yo, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. I feel like since somebody actually sent us a note or left a comment saying that they're one of Javier's nerds, that like his head got even bigger than it normally has been. Guys, I have fans. <laughs> I think it's time for me to branch out and do something solo. You, know? <laughs> you have fans or you have a fan? Well, it, if you do that, Javier, I hope that you watch the correct movie for what you As I say, you bust out solo, you'll never watch the wrong movie. So you're good to go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you guys haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. Tell a friend about us as it helps us grow the podcast. Uh, also, make sure that you get in on our Amazon gift card giveaway. Uh, we're giving away four $25 Amazon digital gift cards. All you have to do to enter is go to our website, whatsourverdict.com, subscribe to our mailing list for one entry. You can send us a message through our contact us page for a second entry, and then go check us out on Instagram or Facebook on our Monday release posting and give us a follow and tag two friends to get a third and final entry. So you can gain your three entries up to the 12th of August, and we'll announce the winners during our episode that's going to release on the 17th of August. Also, a reminder, as a subscriber to our email list, you will receive exclusive updates, content, and episodes. So keep an eye out for those after you've subscribed. We have had a few subscribers since we started the contest last week. So pretty exciting stuff. All right. So on to the review. This is our trial series where we discuss the facts of a movie, pass judgment, and let you, the listener, know our verdict. Today, we're passing judgment on Ip Man 4, the finale. It was released on December of 2019. It was directed by Wilson Yip. Okay, three of us are gonna re- provide judgment. Okay. I, think, I, think I, need to, I need to come clean to everyone. So I am not a smart man. I thought when we decided a week ago what movie we were gonna watch, I thought it was It Man One, the first one. Turns out I was about three movies wrong. And so I watched a different movie than these guys did. So I'm going to do what I always do and just pretend like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fair Javier enough. was living back in 2008. Yeah. It man one high school. Dude, if I can just do a quick review of that awesome movie, everyone should watch it. That's a great movie. Oh shit. That's funny. All right. So let's get back to it uh, again. Released December of 2019. It was directed by Wilson Yip and written by Tai Lee Chan and Hiroshi Fukuzawa stars Donnie Yen, Venice Wu, Jim Liu, Danny Kwok Kwan Chan, and Scott Adkins. That name just doesn't fit. <laughs> I think I know which one he was. Yeah, I bet you can't guess which one Scott Adkins was. The Kung Fu master travels to the U.S. where his student has upset the local martial arts community by opening a Wing Chun school. So let's just jump in with spoiler-free re- review. Uh, Ian, why don't you go? No, we had you go first last time. Huh? I'll spare you. I'll go first. Yeah, spare me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to give you a really early, like, pre-history version of it, man, for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go first. I liked the fighting in this movie. The choreography is amazing. Um, to be honest, there's some really good story bits to it. Like, it's interesting to know that it was uh, 
very loosely based on a true story. Like the storyline, the things that happened as far as where he was and what Itman was doing are all real. The trips happened, but I mean, obviously the, the fighting and all that weird shit probably didn't happen that way. Certainly not that choreographed, but there were some really good story pieces to it that I enjoyed. So it's a moral lesson, some life lessons. I love the way that he speaks with the, you know, the couple of children that are in this movie and, you know, the life lessons that are learned was interesting, but overall it was wrapped up in a very hard to digest package. A lot of really bad dialogue. And I realize the translations might be a little bit off, but I did watch it in, okay, start right here. I'll tell you what not to do. Don't watch this with the English dub with English subtitles does not work because the English dub doesn't translate directly or very well at all from the Chinese. So the, the, the actual subtitles are dubbed from the Chinese. It's almost a direct translation. God, it's confusing when you're hearing one thing and reading another. So I got about 10 minutes in and when I can't do this, this one was dubbed. So on Netflix, you can watch it and it's dubbed. So I turned the dub off and watched it in Chinese and then read subtitles because yeah. it was extremely hard to hear both. And once I did that, it was better. The dub, the dub sucks. So I'm just, I, I'm just gonna say it. Don't watch this yeah. with the dub because I, I went back and forth. I got annoyed with the that voice actors that were playing these people because they, they, one guy sounded like he's from like Southern United States with like a, like a Southern drawn. I was like, what the hell? I'm watching characters from Asia. Like they, they should at least feel the voices should feel like they're from that. So I, I. I just did the the normal, what the the Chinese normal audio with English dub, and it was a much better experience because I thought it was kind of immersive. That's one thing. I'll, I'll just stop. I'll wait till it's my turn. But no, watch no, it good. without the dub. Yeah, watch it without the dub for sure. Watch it in Chinese and then read the subtitles. It it certainly adds to the experience and doesn't take away from it like the dub does. So, other than that, I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't love it. The choreography is great. The storyline had some interesting parts to it, but for the most part. Not an overall great movie, but you could watch worse right now. Matson, why don't you go ahead? You already started a little bit, so let's keep going. Yeah, so I'll continue my thought with the dubbing. The reason I liked it without the dub is there's a it feels more immersive when you're when you're in the China setting. They're talking in their native tongue. It makes sense. And then when I get to the United States, the people that you would expect to speak English and have to speak English too, that's what happens. And it just makes much more for a world building immersive experience. And I like that. I really felt like the dub version really took it away, especially when I've seen most of the other it men's and not hearing his real voice really bothered me uh, to the point where I just like, who the hell is talking for this guy? Um, so again, watch without the dub. I've seen it man one and two. I haven't seen number three. This movie for me really fell flat on its face in the character delivery and story development as a whole as JJ kind of talked about the dialogue, just it just wasn't it wasn't there for me. It was very cut and dry to the point where the the villain in this movie is somewhat hard to distinguish because there was like multiple kind of bad people, except the overarching super amazing <laughs> bad guy that I guess and he had like superpowers pretty much. That's what it sure it seemed like. But the the fighting's amazing. The choreography is amazing. I I don't I can't remember the main character's name, but It Man as himself. I like that actor. I like him, and that's what got me through. But the supporting cast didn't really work. But the tie into Bruce Lee's character 
pretty cool because they even took the that scene where he does the 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 one inch punch of that guy in the chair that you've seen the footage all of us have on YouTube. They reenacted that and kind of tied the story in. So I thought that was fun. But beyond that, it's just a movie you're going to watch to see some cool fighting. But the other Ip Man movies have much better and much more fighting overall, in my opinion. And I'd go watch those before I watch this again. Cool. Ian. Um, I'm going to agree with both of you. I'm not going to rehash too much of what was already been said because I feel like, like JJ said, very loosely based on true story. And like Matson said, Ip Man 1 and 2, much more enjoyable to watch. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse. There's some awesome kung fu. And that's what I took out of this movie. So I feel like if you, I was telling JJ earlier, if you want to get a good view of like how the Americans, wait, how do I say this? You know how America, we always had these movies and the Russians are the bad guys. If you want to see what we, like us being the Russians to another country, I think this is a perfect <laughs> example because we were totally the Russians in this movie. So <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That is a good point. Cool. Javier. Oh, wait, that's right. So that's the end of our, (laughs) (laughs) that's the end of our, our spoiler free. So if you haven't seen this, you want to go watch this movie before you hear us spoil it, go check it out. You can watch it on Netflix or any other streaming that'll allow you to, yeah, go check it out. If you want, if not, if you don't care about spoilers, join us, stay with us. We're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. So let me just jump right in and say, like, I will give this movie one thing. And that is, even though it was pretty bad in most of the time it made me want to go back and at least watch the first one because i was like i want to see where this came from and then it what it really made me want to do and i started doing and then realized i had a lot of things i needed to get done before we recorded was read up on the actual it man like i really wanted to know because i was intrigued this is the guy that trained bruce lee this is the guy that you know all of these things that they're talking about the you know i read a little bit about the fact that he was involved in war and then he you know he came to america for a minute and realized it wasn't for him to you know to see bruce lee whatnot but i'm just like it's cool that this is based on a real person and most of what like the training and the people that he trained and helped were real and those things happened so that intrigued me but from a movie perspective it was kind of rough like i said the dialogue was so distracting to me that i was just like oh like some of the jokes and like the shit they were saying i'm like this is not Either it doesn't translate well, which very well could be the case, or it just wasn't good at all. <laughs> so what'd you guys think? How did this movie start off again? How did it start um, off? Him finding out he has cancer. Yeah, cancer. Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And then his thought, kid being a little dick. Yeah, his kid drove me nuts. Yeah. I did not a little understand Javier. why he was like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really curious because you guys are notoriously bad at criticizing action movies. So I, <laughs> speaking to the audience, would take whatever these guys are saying with a grain of salt. You know, that's all I'm saying. Oh, man. You're going to have to watch this movie now, Javier, because I'm really curious to know what you think. Yeah. It's yeah, too bad you didn't watch like... it the right way the first time. Come on, I man. just can't. I just can't wait to listen to this episode as I'm editing it and just hear like uh, the three of us talking and then randomly Javier. Okay, uh, come on, <laughs> you guys. Let's try to keep them below above the belt, okay? Because right now they're pretty below. You know? uh, how shoot. old? How old do we think Ip Man is? In well, this, well, the first know. movie started in like 1935. Yeah, and this one was in the 50s, 64, I think. 64. 
So, yeah, he had to have been in the 60s. In his 60s, he's died in his 70s, is what they said at the end of the movie, right? 79? Yeah. 71 or 79, I can't remember which. Yeah, he was 70-something. I know we can't, I'm not going to, I guess one of my issues with that is I just kept thinking about his age and as the story progresses and, yeah, he's clearly probably one of the, the best Kung Fu fighters ever, but, I mean, Father Time is undefeated and it sure seemed like he was a rather young fighter against some other extremely young karate fighters and that part did really didn't seem as realistic to me but i don't know maybe he's just a master of technique he seemed like he was the only master at some points in this movie because there's like (laughs) all these other masters right which i'm thinking okay grandmaster you're on that same level at least like close right and the two karate bad guys just like demolish like just i don't know they they make him out to be pretty intense like street fighter-esque i'm telling you like this i don't know it was weird it was weird yeah it was pretty over the top um so if this took place in 64 he would have been 71 years old oh whoa <sighs> whoa dude he, he would have died from that freaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> both of them he died when he was 79 he was born in 1893 and he died in 1972 so yeah, he would have been seventy one. Right, we're gonna old. we're gonna overlook the age factor because <laughs> that definitely is not a believable factor. Well, in this movie. Donnie Yen's a good looking seventy one year old. <laughs> <laughs> he fights Mike Tyson in the third movie, right? How do they? He's probably like fifty five. Then how do they? Just, well, Mike Tyson was uh, a boxer in like the nineties. Does Mike Tyson play Mike Tyson? No, he's not. He's not Mike Tyson. Oh. It's Mike Tyson <laughs> playing a character. They just needed someone yeah, that, that looked. If you're not going to have Mike Tyson play Mike Tyson, just get any boxer, right? <laughs> like, why pay Mike Tyson? Because it's it's an American box office office thing, right? So they you see Mike Tyson's going to be in a movie. People are more likely in America to go see it just to see. He needed Mike Tyson. the money, let's be honest. Yeah, well, that too. That's why he's in I'm it. Sure, he lobbied for it. Yeah, it's it's a name. It's a name recognition. That's it. All right. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, so knowing his age was 71 in real life at this particular juncture, that would have been a little rough. He has a young kid for 71, too. So obviously, they, I think they're exaggerating the age of when this story might have happened or he went to America. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't done enough research. I'm interested to do that, to read a little bit more about this real guy, because it seems like he lived an interesting life for sure. I thought the the whole Chinese benevolent society which i think is somewhat of a real thing i think to kind of ian's point a little bit earlier about the racial overtones where where america is definitely painted as kind of the big bad wolf but in a lot of senses i imagine most of that was true although it seemed slightly over the top i mean if it was really that bad gosh like apologies on our country's part from me especially (laughs) like it was i was like damn there was times you're like woo, dude well, maybe it was it was that bad back then, but I, I'm I'm I like that it painted that picture because I'm sure it was really hard uh, to be in those situations and looked at as an equal member of society. And I liked what one of the person said when they were talking about they helped build the railroad, and they just felt like all their their ancestors' work was discounted. And so I didn't expect this movie to kind of bring those those racial overtones in that way, but I thought it was a unique perspective and kind of remind something that's overlooked be because. Most of the Asian Americans that I know are, are very well integrated in this society. And I think sometimes we forget that. I mean, they were certainly oppressed in a lot of ways as well. And I just didn't expect this movie to go that route, but it was 
surprising but interesting. And the answer to your question is, it's the real version of it is called the Chinese Consolidated Benevolent uh. Association. And it's real. Like it was there to help Chinese immigrants get into the country and be there. So it was, it actually came together from two different companies or two different associations, one called the Chonghua Benevolent Association in Seattle, and then the United Chinese Society in Hawaii. They came together. And that's why it's the Consolidated Benevolent Association and was headquartered in New York and I San would have Francisco. liked to have been the one in Hawaii. Hawaii is nice. Yeah. So they're definitely, and I, I think just to touch on it, Matt, and I, I think it was obviously portrayed very over the top in this movie, like almost cartoonish levels of racism, right? Yeah, that's a good word. But I think the frightening part about it is probably in real life, it was worse in ways. It was probably yeah. darker and more concerning. This one, it was almost comical how over the top it was. Like some of the shit they said, like, was really, I was like, wow. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure some knucklehead said that, but I'm sure it was actually worse in a lot of ways back then. Because I, yeah, I, I have a buddy that his great grandfather immigrated from China, and it was apparently it was it was pretty rough. Like it wasn't a a fun immigration process for the Chinese or Japanese, from what I understand. Any Asian culture at that time coming in was pretty. Whiteies didn't like them. <laughs> I also wonder when we first are kind of introduced to Ip Man coming over and meeting the Chinese Benevolent Society with the 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 head guy and how they all are just griping about Bruce Lee and his introduction of Kung Fu to the Western world, which is, I just watched a documentary on Bruce Lee a couple of weeks ago from ESPN, which is really a lot of his mission was to bring exposure to their culture and also to Kung Fu. Uh, he wanted to bring it out of the kind of the curtains. And I wonder if the Chinese society and those Kung Fu masters, if that was actually a true representation of how they felt, it probably was. But I thought that was really interesting because you'd think they'd want to share it, but at the same time, if they were oppressed and such, they may have looked at it as more sacred and that the normal population wasn't worthy of learning Kung Fu. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. Uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked by that whole sequence when he first gets there and they try to convince him to go to Bruce Lee and to go to the Manny train and say, hey, knock it off. You know what I mean? Stop training Westerners, as they put it, on our, you know, our Kung Fu, our our martial arts. So, I, yeah, I'd definitely be interested to know because I've watched that same documentary, Matson, on ESPN, and they don't really talk about that. It was just no. the things that he did. Yeah, they don't talk about what he might have had to go through from one side or the other, you know, because we were so enamored. Even back then, you know, the the – Americans were so enamored with what he was doing and how he was doing it and the, the one inch punch and the noises that, you know, his like Kung Fu noises that he made during his fight sequences and all that stuff. And then of course becoming a movie star. So yeah. <laughs> Can we just say getting to that Bruce Lee Matt, scene? You have to be the most offensive person on this whole podcast. <laughs> that. I think, I think most people think it's me, but Matt, I think hands down, you're the most offensive one here. <laughs> Can we just say though, when when we get to the scene of Ip Man going to Bruce Lee's like karate contest or whatever, and then uh, Ian said it best: the whole street fighter nature of this when they're in the diner, and then this group comes in and basically just picks a fight, and he goes to start to to fight the the wannabe karate people, and he 
he points at one and then points at the other two and just quickly disposes of them. Again, this being Bruce Lee. And then it's like he went to the boss level because all of a sudden there's the guy in the alley in the blue karate thing that, that wants to fight him. And you're like, what the hell is going on right here? Like they had to just include it because they wanted to show how boss Bruce Lee was most likely. Yeah, that's that's how this entire movie is written is like, how do I set up another kung fu fight? So yeah. you got to get those in there, man. Like that's what you come to. <laughs> that's what the people want to see. So. <laughs> oh, man, it was just it made me laugh. And the way the guy comes out, like he's just like all of a sudden hiding in the shadows in this alley, like I got his fist up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, over here. Is that where Javier practices <laughs> boxing? Do you do boxing in an alley? Is that like some martial artist thing? Uh, yeah, no, you're not a real boxer until you either punch slabs of meat in a freezer or <laughs> box in an alley. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true. Come on. I know I can skip the line if I just yell, yo, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do that after you win a fight. Oh, damn. That's right. Yeah. I got my out of order. Well, I ain't doing it because I ain't taking a punch. I've done it in my life and it hurts. I really. I did like that scene though, because I I love that they brought in the nunchucks, so because that's one of the things Bruce Lee's most mm. infamous for. And I mean, whoever got to play that character, I thought he did a pretty good job with the the sound effects and his body posture and everything. Having seen that documentary so recently, I was like, wow, like I feel like I'm watching Bruce Lee fight. Yeah, and he looked a lot like him too. I, I was pretty. Yeah, that's Danny Quan Chan. That's his name, and they, like. Yeah, I was impressed. He looks a lot like him. The makeup must have been really good because I don't know what the guy looks like in real life, but he looked like him. He did sound like him. He had a lot of the same mannerisms because it's always fun to watch old Bruce Lee movies. Like Enter the Dragon is one of my favorites to watch, and he looks like he's taking that dancing boxing style. And I loved, and I don't know if you guys caught it, but Bruce Lee talked about Ali. Did you see the poster of Cassius Clay fight in his dojo when he first when Hitman oh, went into to. Yeah, see him, and he had the Cassius Clay. He talked about that. He used to talk about the fact that Muhammad Ali was a big inspiration for like his confidence and his mannerisms, and you see that a lot in Bruce Lee's fighting when he does the little dance and he like touches his nose and shit, and then he goes, yeah, so I really enjoyed that they, they played that. I thought he played Bruce Lee very well. You want to know my favorite Muhammad Ali quote? What's that? He said that he is so fast that when he goes up to his hotel rooms and he turns off the light, he's in bed before the room gets dark. <laughs> that man was so entertaining. Like such uh, a stupid quote, but very funny. Yeah. What an arrogant prick. I love him. <laughs> we had to do we had to do that movie, Look, Ali. Like a butterfly sting like a bee. Yeah, because he I I'm thoroughly I like Muhammad Ali was crazy. That dude was cool. So what'd you guys think of like him playing the savior? Like I thought it was pretty convenient and almost contrived that he saved the the head of this Chinese organization's daughter. Though she might have been one of my favorite characters in this because some of the shit she said was just hilarious and very um, American. <laughs> I had it reminded me of Karate Kid, where you have like oh. all the kids picking on somebody else and then the Mr. Miyagi or this case it man comes in and does this thing. That's I didn't have a lot of thoughts towards it other than it gave me flashbacks of Karate Kid. I mean, I just chalk it up to movie convenience. You gotta make a story somewhere. So I'm not gonna point a finger at it, but was it very convenient that it worked out that way? I mean, for sure. I do feel like there wasn't a lot of uh I don't know, for example, this 
those two characters, what was her name? Like Johan, 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 and the girl that she was like in kind of getting in fights with. I, there wasn't like a lot of resolution there, which kind of bugged me. Like most movies, I feel like tie off those ends and this one, they did a lot of stuff for convenience. And then the character just kind of disappears out of the movie or you know, there's no real resolution. So that one's the thing that kind of bugged me. It's a good point. And they, they really just kind of take her out of the equation because the military guy that the gunnery sergeant comes and takes her dad away from the INS who her dad just happened to be like the chief INS guy in the, in San Francisco. So he could run a raid on the Chinese place. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's so good. But then, yeah, but then once that's done, there was no resolution other than they came in and stole away the, the guy so he could fight him and beat his ass. Which was just hard to watch. Like there's a lot of stuff with the Marines that was just really, really difficult to watch. Cause it was like, yeah, this is somebody's idea of how it would work. And he comes in and he's like, we're, you're going to hand him over to me or you're going to have a problem on your hands. And it's just like, I don't feel like jurisdiction. Like I just yeah. don't see, uh, it was rough. Or even all the Marines that had their heads shaved and they'd like run and sit down and sit at attention and clap. Like, yeah, like there's some of that to an extent, but not like that. And it was just really hard to watch. Well, uh, and I won't lie. What bothered me, I think the most, like the most cringy part of this whole movie for me was during that first fight with him and the, and the guy, you know, the, the guy's, the daughter's dad, I can't remember his name, Han or something like that. Anyway. So like he starts yelling, just, he beats the shit out of him. Right. And then they're, so he's fighting it, man, rather. And he's, he's looks like he's going to win. And he starts yelling just these nastily racist shit at him and his commanding officer, the general or whatever, the three-star general sitting right there in the audience and just kind of like cringes. And I'm like, hold on a minute. At this point, I don't care what year I, I have a hard time believing that a uh, this superior officer would just sit there and go, uh, and let it go. Like this is yeah. your gunnery sergeant. Like if he's being that much of a douche nozzle, fucking deal with it, right? Like douche don't just, nozzle. <laughs> don't just cringe and sit there and watch it because I just don't find that realistic. I but there was a lot of things like the guy that was one of the Bruce Lee's student that was in the Marines, like circumvented the whole chain of command at least three times yeah. during that. I was just like, like apparently there's no, there was no discipline whatsoever in the 1960s Marine. <laughs> that was, it was hard to watch. That was, but it does give you a feel for like, I, I do think it's interesting to watch a movie of like foreign movies and you can kind of get a sense for like the lens that they portray us through and like different things, which I think is really interesting. You can do that with a lot of movies, even the way we write our movies. Um, and you go back and watch previous movies, like throughout history, you can see the lens that they're written through and kind of like the stereotypes and how people view things. And I thought it was kind of interesting to see one from we were watching a foreign movie. But. Yeah, it definitely was an, an interesting take on it. And I, you can see it because there was no, I think it's true what you say. And like when you watch us trying to, write ourselves being shitty americans right mm-hmm. there's you can see it but at the same time there's like a level of they, they kind of soften it they tone it down just a touch i think 
then this one, it was the opposite, right? There's no toning down. They took it to so far to the extreme that it was, again, almost cartoonishly bad. And so yeah, it's definitely interesting to see the difference between them. I liked when they, in the subtitles, the freaking Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> I got a kick out of that part, too. It was like three or four of those. And I like that when he came back at the end of the movie, he's like, America's not for me after yeah. everything he saw. The, the immigration, the, cra- the crazy military, the the masters that completely suck. He's like, yeah, I'll just stick to my meager apartment in my little dojo. I'm good. Like all, all, all good. And you know what? I probably would have been like that too. If that was my experience of America, but I'll pass. It was funny. The grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence or whatever. And I love that the other guy just kind of chuckles and then they drink their tea. <laughs> and <they're, laughs> he, he wasn't like arguing with it. He's just like, Oh yeah, I fucking get it. <laughs> Let's drink some tea. <laughs> I wonder if that's a good old Chinese government sending some uh, subtle propaganda to say you better make sure that people don't like America. <laughs> Could be. Though I, you know, if I was treated that way, I wouldn't like it either. You know, oh, the part yeah, I did yeah. like in the movie, though, is early on when he first goes to that guy and they have like the battle of the lazy Susan on the table. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like that glass lazy Susan. Ah. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, and then just the little pressure. It's like, an inch thick glass and they break it with the palms of their hands pushing against each other. They're masters. I'm like, I don't know if I could break that shit with a sledgehammer. <laughs> You're fucking breaking it by rolling it around on the table. I was, yeah. And the, the one master was like, it's going to break. Well, no shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we all see the giant crack in the middle <laughs> of the glass. Just in case you missed it, JJ. I know. They just had to make sure that I I saw the cracks. So I do want to touch on a couple of things that I did like as far as the storyline. Obviously, we've talked about the issue of, of racism, and it's very interesting that you know it gets pointed out from a different side of that. And I, I don't love that it was so over the top that it was cartoonish to me, and maybe that's just me, but I, I don't, didn't like that. But what I did like is the fact that they tried to at least bring some emotion into it with – the dumbass kid at the end, like his son was a dick, but at the end he realizes my dad has cancer and all I want to do is learn Kung Fu. And his dad realizes that he's trying to push him away from that Kung Fu life, go to school, be educated. And then they come together and show that. And then, you know, and I don't know, here's another piece of this that I, maybe you guys caught something different. Was the older, was the woman that was watching the video, was that the older version of Yuhan or was she from a different movie? And I, because I haven't seen him. Was it his wife? I'm trying to think of what part you're talking Maybe. about. Maybe. At the very it, end? very end, when it transitioned to the other movie clips, because I know they were playing through some clips from the other movie, but it was a weird cut. He was using the, the Kung Fu dummy, mm-hmm. showing his son, and he was videoing, and then it cut to some woman. And I was like, is that the older version of Johan or what? My guess was that it was his wife, like watching father and son, but I could be wrong. Gotcha. Yeah, because I that one confused me. But again, I haven't seen any of the others. So it could have been a clip from another movie and I missed it. But I did like that emotional piece. Like I was like, okay, that's cool. And then, yeah, at least they did something to tie it together to where it showed like the impact on his personal life, not just that he believed in Kung Fu justice for everyone else. Love me some Kung Fu justice. Kung Fu justice. That's a- not karate justice. Yeah. That's too blunt. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Yeah, but I will say that the fucking choreography in this movie was unreal. Like, yeah, it was. Especially when it was the dad and, and It Man, when they were like, he's like, win your letter by proving that you're a badass. And then they fucking 
that was a pretty cool choreographed fight because there wasn't as much of the superhuman fucking American throwing people around like they're they weigh six pounds. Yeah, ragdolls. I was like, dang, dude. Although Juan doesn't really care about the furniture in his home. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> about that. I was like, this is some like antique Chinese stuff. You're just like destroying this. I had that same thought, man. So I was like, well, he obviously doesn't give a fuck about his furniture or decor because they trashed that fucking place twice. And then it, it was an earthquake, right? That, 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 yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. That stopped the fight and everything. I was like, ah, convenient, but probably true. Yeah. Lovely California earthquake. Yeah, the guy that they got to play the the Supermarine, I, I, hopefully they paid him enough because, man, his lines in that movie are cringe-worthy to the max. Yeah, it was bad. Scott Adkins, that poor bastard. Oof. That was rough. Yeah, that whole movie, yeah, that, that, it, was, it was, the dialogue's terrible. I hope something was lost in translation in there, even for the subtitles, because it was bad. All right, so should we rate this thing? Do it. Let's do it. Should we start with Javier? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a five. Uh, <laughs> love what they did with that. Yeah, write that down, Matson. Five. I'm doing it. That's beautiful. Swear to God, if you bring this movie up, I'm going to punch you in the face. No. <laughs> I, I, I do want to know since Javier did watch It Man, what would you give It Man? Oh, I would give like the original one like a four, maybe a four and a half. I, I really like that movie. I'm going to have to go back and watch the first. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch the first I think first I probably one. would, too. I remember really liking the first one quite a bit. There's one part of the first one that I don't understand, because it sounds like you had the same thing in the fourth one, where, like, these at, these out-of-towners came in and just beat the shit out of all of these, like, kung fu masters, right? And then they try to fight Ip Man, and Ip Man just, like, rocks their world, right? So that happens in the first one. And I thought it was to establish that Ip Man is, like, miles above everyone. And then those guys come back and fi- pick a fight with Hitman again. I was like, "Wait, what? We just, we just, we just did this." Other than that, Hitman, very cool, very cool movie. I'll have to check out the first one because I've never seen it. And then if the first one, if I like it, I may watch two and three. But I don't know. Four was rough. Probably the worst place to start. So, dude, they have like a freaking gladiator arena in the first one. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, the first, I mean, it just take it in principle with like Jurassic Park, like number one's really good, but the further removed you get, then the it usually it gets. Just gets worse. No, it's like, so if Jurassic Park one's great, takes a small dip with two, a smaller dip with three, and then Jurassic World comes almost up to the first one, and then Jurassic World two is pretty on par with the Jurassic World one, and then we'll see with Jurassic World three. So it's more of like a, like a reverse bell curve. You know, I don't know what that's called. It's like a, you know what I'm you saying? Know, surpri- surprisingly, audience, I'm not going to disagree with his rationale there. I just probably have a smaller bell curve where Javier's would be off the pages probably. <laughs> I mean, no, my bell curve is pretty small because I still think all these movies are great. So it's just kind of like a slight dip and then it comes back up. You so know? the problem with your calling this a bell curve is the point of a bell curve is there's like a flat part that goes out. So you're just talking about a yeah. fucking valley. So on, like, like, yeah, so, <laughs> so on like the right side is like the town as an outlier for that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it flattens out once you start introducing other movies. There you go. Yeah. So do you think they'll take do you think they'll take Bruce Lee from Ip Man 4 and continue Ip Man with like a Bruce Lee then? Hey, I'd watch. Like, he doesn't have much longer after Ip Man dies. 
Sure. No. He dies pretty quickly. Oh, I guess that's true. He wasn't. It wasn't far off at Ip Man's death that Bruce Lee followed. So, man, so I guess Kung Fu Masters couldn't run from health concerns. All right, let's rate this thing. Uh, I will start again. Again, I, look. If you're looking for action fights, really great, beautifully choreographed martial arts fighting, this is a really fun movie to watch as far as that goes. It's beautifully choreographed. If you're looking for a good story to mix in with that, don't. this is not the one for you. Sounds like maybe any variation of the first three, it mans, and at very least probably the first one or the way to go with that. But if it's something where you're continuing the story, you want to see those fights and you like seeing Donnie Yen kick some ass and, you know, try to teach someone a lesson in a very odd way. It's very good for that. It's terrible when it comes to dialogue. The story is not very good. And it's so cartoonish in so many ways and some very unnecessary things that I feel like were in there as far as like things getting broken and just didn't make sense. And then again, very over the top. So altogether, I would not watch this movie again. And I'm going to give it a one and a half. Ian, why don't you go? Yeah, you bet. I thoroughly enjoyed the choreography and the Kung Fu. And I tried really hard to focus on that as I watched this movie because that's the good stuff that you're going to get. So don't go into it thinking that you're going to get some awesome plot line or storyline. Like it's very much written to set up fights. And this is the bad guy or multiple bad guys as was in this one. Um, And kind of get you emotionally attached to different characters um, and divided against others. Um, I will give it a 1.5. I wouldn't watch it again. And even though it's a 1.5, I'm still really glad I watched it because that 1.5 was a good 1.5. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. All right, Mattson, bring us home. All right. A couple thoughts here. So this movie can go a couple of ways. If this this movie totally fits, if you just want to YouTube the fight scenes and see the movie that way, you're pretty good. Like skip out all on the dialogue. You didn't miss anything. Watch the fights. The fights are worth watching. Pretty amazing. Or if you are an Ip Man lifer and want to see it through, there's enough fight scenes to get you through the crappy dialogue. But the the movie also ends on kind of a reminiscent send-off, looking back at past movies. You feel really good about how it ends. I thought they did a, a good job of kind of tying the bow on that and saying, you know what, we're, he died. We're wrapping a bow on it. Like, sayonara. They did a good job there. Um, I like that for the fact. So you could watch it for that alone. Beyond that, though, there isn't a lot going for this movie, and I definitely won't rewatch this movie. But as JJ actually mentioned earlier, this movie made me, and I will, go watch the original again because the fighting is good enough, and I really like the main character as his character enough that I wasn't, I'm going to go back and watch the others. So I think for that fact, it's a good enough movie to get me back to where it originally started, which is hard to do, in my opinion. So overall, what am I going to give this movie as a rating? I'm also giving it a 1.5. I will not watch this movie again. Go watch the originals. If you've seen all those, at least you can see it get sent off in a respectable way. Cool. All right. That is the verdict. Javier, since we have only heard from you in a you know side role in this particular episode, why don't you tell everybody <laughs> where you can find where they can find us? Yeah, guys, I don't like being a supporting character. <laughs> I, I I need the limelight. Uh, all right, where, where where can they find us? Uh, they can find us on. Uh, um, oh, hold on. Okay, hold on. Rewind. I haven't prepared for this. Okay, seems to be a theme for the day. 
<laughs> okay. You can find us wherever you find good podcasts or great podcasts, <laughs> but definitely nothing less than good podcasts. So that is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, wherever you're listening to us now, you can probably do it. Your mom's basement. Yeah. Wow. Real mature. Real <laughs> mature, Manson. YouTube. YouTube as well. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us directly at host at whatsourverdict.com. Or you just go on our website and it has like all of our podcast episodes and like you can vote on stuff that we can watch, which I will definitely watch. I definitely will watch that. Not the first one of the series, uh, because that's uh, an absurd mistake that no one has ever made in the history of ever. And um, I think I think that's it. Perfect. I love it. And just to wrap it up again, don't forget about the giveaway. Uh, Go check out our social media, share, uh, follow us and then tag a couple of people you can get an entry send us a message through our website like javier was talking about through our contact us and also subscribe to our email list get your entries in we'll announce those on the 17th of august thanks for joining us it was a fun episode though odd because of the pauses that javier usually fills in and uh wasn't able to in this particular time (laughs) sorry that was my last dig and on that note thanks for joining us we'll catch you on the next one you know you guys fun of me but it kind of sounds like you guys watched a shitty movie and I watched a good movie. So who's the real fucking loser here? <laughs> Just fucking say bye-bye now so we can get the hell out of here. Bye-bye now. Cinematic out. <laughs>